I'm looking today into John chapter 6 verses 1 to 15. We're continuing on in that those passages through John's gospel and soon we're going to flip over back into 1 Corinthians um, but for the moment we're in John's gospel and I hope today's passage will give you some hope. It will remind you of some truths but it will also challenge you. It challenged me uh, bringing it all together and that we'll be able to uh, at these difficult and weird times, we'll be able to be in a place where we can um, just hold on to God and press into his presence. Um, Jean Blanchard shared with uh, the leadership team a while ago her experience of uh, revival and when opposition comes, because revival, uh, of, revival often provokes opposition, the need in that is not to get down, is not to fight back, but just to press into the passion that Jesus has for us and the passion that we have for Jesus so guys that's what I'm hoping we're going to do today is press into some of the promises press into the passion for Jesus and press into his purpose and his presence um, in everything there you go I've got a three-point sermon there but I'm going to give you a a different uh, set of points uh, as we go so let's read John's uh, gospel first I've got mine on my uh, phone so I'm going to be reading from there Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one here to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, Well, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed distributed it to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they'd all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who has come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. So, I'm just going to draw out the context, look at his discussion with Philip and with Andrew, then um, look at what Jesus does and what he commands, and then maybe apply that to our context at the moment. So we've got here in this story the the crowds following Jesus. He's crossed over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee or the Sea of Tiberias. uh, um, The the crowds are following him. It's difficult. Not all of them are going to get in a boat. Some are going to go all the way round. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever been up uh, to the Sea of Galilee, but it's it's huge. fishing boats operate on it it's not a small lake it's not like uh, um, a boating pond in the middle of one of our parks it's a proper well it's the sea of galilee it looks like a sea so that for the guys to to actually follow him it means they're having to try hard and just look why they follow him 
A great crowd of people, this is in verse number two, a great crowd of people followed him because they had heard what he had spoken and liked his tick. Oh no, it doesn't say that, does it? Because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. I think for a lot of people, seeing is believing. Seeing something happen is more convincing than hearing an argument or um, being persuaded by words. We're facing some of that. Um, the words that are being spoken around our project to rebuild the parish council are, are not persuading people. But I believe when they see what's actually going to happen, they will realise it's a good thing and good things will happen. Anyway, leave that alone. Um, I've worked that one through and we're absolutely fine. So the crowds follow Jesus because of his works, not because of his words. And he goes up onto the mountainside and sat down. Now this is actually an image that the first century Jews would really have got into. Uh, they've got the whole image of Moses going up onto the mountainside to get the uh, Ten Commandments. Uh, so a teacher, a leader going up to the mountain, mountaintop and receiving revelation, getting something from God, is bound up in that imagery as a whole load of authority. Uh, so Jesus has gone to a place to teach uh, and to do stuff that where people will see his authority. And actually it's the middle of nowhere, and that's quite important. Uh, as we go through and then he comes to the, we come to this discussion with Philip what he's actually he's he's sort of playing with them a little bit he's provoking Philip he's saying to them look look at this crowd where um where are we going to buy food for them but he knows what's going to happen he knows what he has in mind to do and um Philip is provoked where should we buy food Jesus says I can I can just see a glint in his eye a smile on his face maybe that, that the humour of Jesus is coming through here a little bit uh, and Philip I can imagine Philip looking look at him going Jesus what are you what Jesus we've come up to the mountainside there's nothing no there's no Tesco or sorry I'm sorry no Waitrose up here and um where are we going to get food I mean, he doesn't say that, but can, you, but can you imagine being in the mo middle of nowhere and the guy in charge says, okay, guys, where are we going to get food from for this lot? Jesus, there's nowhere. And then he has a double take and he goes, but we've got no money either. But, and actually, the amount of money we need, even if we've got a few denarii amongst us, we've got a few pounds amongst us, the amount we need is far too big. A bit like the amount of money... Uh, that Pete and Sarah Portal needed in Manenberg was far too big, but through crowdfunding and and generosity of St Leonard's, they got there. Or a bit like Restore Hope being needing huge sums of money to to do to sort out the storehouse project that's ongoing at the moment. But you know what? Out of the generosity of so many people, they got there. We got no money, Philip says. Philip is credulous. He's he's unbelieving. He's going, well, Jesus, what are you talking about? We're in the middle of nowhere. We can't afford it. What's happening? And Jesus is still twinkling. Andrew, I think, is sarcastic. Honestly, I think that's where he's going. He, he gets this food. He gets the... Um, uh, another disciple's Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Well, I've got a boy here. He's got four little barley loaves and two very small fish. Plenty for the boys' lunch. 
Maybe the boy was going to share it with somebody. But five small loaves, two fish, what are you doing? And Jesus, you know, and Andrew says, here's the boy, he's got two, five loaves, two fish, but how far will that go amongst so many? But Jesus knows exactly what's going on. He's in charge of this situation. He's, to use a phrase that we've used a few times in recent weeks, he's got this. So the context we face often is, look where we are, look at our circumstances, we've got no resources, how are we going to do it? And we're sometimes incredulous, it means we, we don't believe that this could happen and sometimes we we get a bit cynical a bit sarcastic well how far, how far is what we've got going to go how's that going to work how are we going to get past the obstacles that are now in our way that we weren't expecting to have jesus is in charge he's got this let's have a look at what jesus then does and gets them to do it's very very simple there are four things that he says and he does or he commands and he acts Jesus said, have the people sit down. It's a bit odd, isn't it? I would have thought Jesus would have said, well, have the people just nip home or have the people nip into the village that's at the bottom of the mountain and get some food. No, have the people sit down. Have the people remain where they are. Have the people do nothing to get what they need. Strange instruction sit down what he's saying is trust me trust me with this situation trust me i'm going to reset your thinking i'm going to recalibrate the way you go about these things i'm going to do something so outside of your normal way of working so outside your normal way of thinking that you're going to go what what happened there how did in fact it's going to be so odd you're going to call it a miracle but of course for Jesus it's not a miracle for Jesus it's normal it's what Jesus does sit down, trust me what he's saying as well is do nothing but receive from him how can we make it happen how can the crowd do no, receive from him do nothing first thing, get them to sit down get them to rest, get them to stop and all will be alright secondly Jesus takes the loaves and the fish and he takes them and he gives thanks. And I believe in there he's giving thanks to his father who he knows is completely and utterly in charge of all things. He is sovereign. And he's taking the bread and he's going, Father, thank you for this bread. So he's giving thanks for the provision for now, however small it is. And I also believe he's saying, and I give thanks for what's about to happen. I give thanks for what you're going to do as if you've already done it. So I've got a thankful heart for what you've given me and for what you're going to give me. And in that process of giving thanks for what is to come, what the Father has said he's going to provide, then there's something that activates that provision. So Jesus having got them to sit down and get into that place of trust and gives thanks he gives thanks for the provision now and the provision to come as if it has already happened father i thank you for what you have are and will provide have have provided are providing and will provide 
get my tenses and my verbs right there. He gives thanks. Sit down, trust me, give thanks. Thirdly, he distributes the food to them very carefully to make sure everybody... No, it doesn't say that, does it? He distributed to those who were seated, i.e. those who've been obedient and actually sat down, he distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. Some would have eaten little, because that's normal. Some would have eaten a lot, because that's normal. But he gave them what they wanted. Not what he wanted to give them, not what, but what they wanted. What they, what they were being obedient. What they wanted was to hear from him. They followed him across the lake. They followed him up onto the mountainside. These were people who were spiritually desperate and spiritually thirsty and hungry. And here he is physically feeding them. He's spiritually feeding them as well, but he's physically feeding them because he's giving them what they wanted. As much as they wanted. It's awesome. And the final thing that we have, when they'd all had enough to eat, they were all sated, they'd all had enough to eat. He said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left, left leftovers from five, five loaves and two fishes. Leftovers? Gather the pieces, let nothing be wasted. They gathered them and filled 12 baskets. And we're not talking, but we're talking baskets. With the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who did. There was more left at the end than they'd had at the beginning. The excess they had was more than they had at the beginning. This is how kingdom economics works. I Remember, I used to teach economics, and this is not what I would have taught in my classes, but this is how ki the, the kingdom economy works. If God has provided for us in the first place, but we need more, and we trust him, and we give thanks to him, and we receive from him, we end up not only getting what we need in order to do what we want to do, but what we end up with at the end, the leftovers, is more than we had at the beginning. Because what he provides is never enough, it's always abundant. He is a God of abundance and he provides abundantly. Jesus tells them, I remind you again, he says, sit down, trust me, do nothing but receive. He gives thanks for the provision now and to come. He gives them as much as they want and he provides in abundance. Wendy and I have experience of this. Some of you have heard this story. I don't apologise for repeating it because it's such a good story. We were in the Kibera. We had gone to the feeding programme in the middle of the Kibera on a Saturday morning. And we were carrying, we were expecting a number of um, uh, children to come to the feeding program. We were expecting it to be full because uh, the rich white guys were there and they were hoping to get more. And um, so they would come to eat and uh, we had um, three buckets of beans. This was the main source of uh, nutrition for them. Three buckets of, I don't mean baked beans, but mixed beans, different sorts of beans. Three buckets about, oh, about this tall. Yeah, about that and about that wide so those tall thin beans three buckets and they were being carried into the kabira and remember the floor of the kabira is a bit odd it's not just that orange african dirt remember the flying toilets thing uh, and rubbish is getting thrown away and human waste is getting thrown away so what's on the floor is uh, nobody's business or it's probably everybody's business that's the point so if you drop something on the floor, you know, we have a have a, 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 a 10 second rule, five second rule. What do you do with your kids now? You drop something on the floor, you pick it up. As long as it's quick, it's fine. 
No. You drop something on the floor, it's gone. Because it, as soon as it touches the floor, it's infected. And what happened with these three buckets of beans is that um, one of the handles broke on the way in. And the whole bucket of beans spilt on the floor. So we now had two-thirds of what we needed to feed the kids. Because two or three of us had to stamp that food into the ground so that people couldn't come along and try and pick it up because it would have made them sick because it now hit the floor. So we now had two-thirds of the food and um, we get there and then we discover not only do we have two-thirds of the food for the kids that we've got but actually we've got twice as many kids as was originally thought. Chris, you'll have to do the maths later, but so I've got two thirds of half of what I need. What's that? Two thirds of half of what I need. So I've got to, it's two, two thirds of half of what I need is two sixths of what I need. That's a third. So I've now got a third. Well, we've as a team have got a third of what we need to feed these kids. So I'll be honest, a friend of ours and myself, we were a bit, I don't know, were we blasé or were we just faith with, filled with faith? It's probably a bit of both. We put our hands out over these um, buckets and we said, we prayed this prayer and I remember praying it. I said, oh. Lord, you have previous on this, meaning, not being disrespectful, but meaning the stories in the Bible tells us that he can provide, he can multiply food. So, Lord, you have previous on this. We haven't got enough food. And there's a lot of people here, and we need enough food. Did we see the food multiply in front of our eyes? No. When we opened our eyes and looked, there were still two buckets of food. So what we did was we started to dish up and the kids came and got their food and they came and got their food and we've been going for a while and I, t I was out the back and the people doing the dishing up I said do you need the second bucket yet no we don't okay so we kept going and, and eventually they said we need the second bucket so here comes the second bucket and, and on we went and on we went and they looked round and, and they said, we cannot believe what has just happened. What, why? What's, what's happened? We fed everybody. Everybody has had a full portion of beans. That's a miracle, isn't it? It's absolutely miraculous. But what happened next was even more miraculous because the kids, of course, were not used to such high volumes of food. They weren't, weren't used to... You know, so they get full very quickly as people, there's a, there's a physical reason for that. And suddenly we realised some of the smaller children, some of these extra smaller children that had come and we'd fed were bringing their plates back with beans left on the plates because there was too much for them to eat. It was just utterly awesome. And, and the prayer was, Lord, you have previous on this, we need more food in Jesus' name, Amen. It wasn't a long prayer. We didn't pray in tongues for hours. We just, we just stated what was true and asked the Lord to fill the, fill up the gap. And he didn't fill up the gap. He didn't give us what we needed to feed everybody. He gave us what we needed to fill everybody. And then there was more. There were leftovers. There were lots of leftovers. Somebody then had the great idea of giving me this huge 
bag of sweets and having all these kids descend on me. I think they gave me the bag of sweets because they thought that I wouldn't get knocked over. Um, but that was interesting. But the, it was such a whoa moment for me and for Wendy because it was these things are true now we knew these things were true and we'd seen the Lord provide for us in many different ways um, with finances and this but this was a moment where it was like this is beyond this is more than we are beyond uh, an understanding of the Lord just providing enough for us to to get a new washing machine at one point and various other things like that but the Lord has provided abundantly in this moment when we thought we didn't have enough He is Jehovah Jireh. He is my Lord, my provider. So what is your context? If Jesus is telling us to sit down and trust him, do nothing but receive, but to give thanks for what is provided and for what will be provided, and he's promising to give us as much as we want and it will be given to us abundantly, what is our context? What situation are you in now? Your business your family, your particular project, whatever it's happening, I can promise you guys, if you are walking in his plan and according to his voice, he will provide. He is in charge. He's got this. He knows what we need. So as I come to an end, can I can I encourage you all? I'm going to pray in a moment. Can I encourage you all? trust him with your circumstance trust him sit down stop faffing stop striving stop trying to control the situation trust him sit down and receive from him he's holding his hand out to give to you now receive from him trust him give thanks for what he has provided for what he is providing for what he will provide and as he does provide partake of the abundance rejoice and collect up the abundance and you know what you do with the bits extra that you've got you share them you give them away because that's how the abundance blesses others let me pray Father God, thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh. Jesus, thank you for this uh, story of you feeding 5,000 men. And we don't even want, we're not even mentioning the women and children here. Thank you that you fed everybody who was there. Lord, help us to sit down, to trust you, to do, to stop striving and controlling. Lord, we, we forgive us for that. And we, we say now, Lord, we receive what you want to give us. Maybe you want to hold your hand out. Maybe you just want to say, yes, Lord, I receive. Thank you, Father. And if you can pray with me or after me, I'll repeat this. Lord, we give thanks. Lord, we give thanks. We give thanks for what you have provided for me and for us. We thank you for what you have provided for me and for us. Lord, thank you for your provision right now. And thank you for all that you're going to provide us with in the future. Lord, thank you that you're going to give us... We're back to normal praying now. Lord, thank you you're going to give us as much as we want. 
and you're going to give us abundantly. Lord, show us how to bless others out of that abundance. Lord, thank you that you are a God who has come to give us life and life in all its fullness. And we declare, Jehovah Jireh, you are my Lord, my provider. And Jesus, you are the God of miracles. Amen.